Hi, and welcome to another edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. My name is Joe Painter, and I have the honor of introducing you to Anne Calvaresi Barr. Anne, you are now a distinguished alumni. Well, thank you very much. I'm so thrilled to be here with you, and I am a distinguished alumni. At Northeast? Just happened this morning, just about an hour ago. What happened? What was it like? Well, it was tremendous. Um, I received a call probably a few months ago um, from the association president saying that I was not nominated to receive a distinguished honor uh, as someone who graduated from Northeast Middle Middle School and um, achieved success. And they wanted to share the story and honor me and uh, hope that I could come and participate in a ceremony in which uh, hopefully I could motivate some of the other students uh, for careers in government or just making a difference in life. I bet you have. I feel I have. Yes. I read your your, um, bio. Yeah. And you've inspired me, oh, actually. And I, I, I'm really serious about that because, first of all, what are you doing currently? Let's, let's start with where you are right now. Okay, so I am the Inspector General for mm-hmm. the United States Agency for International Development. And that is an ag- agency that provides assistance to countries that are in need. Um, assistance is provided to about 100 countries worldwide, uh, total investment about $22 billion dollars. So we promote things like the agency that I work for promotes things um, like um, promoting democratic stabilization within countries that are suffering under Mm -hmm. regimes that um, do not have the governance rules that we're accustomed to here. Um, We help with um, health, global health issues. Uh, We're very fortunate here in the United States that we don't have to worry about a number of conditions because we've been able to eradicate those over the um, over the years, but others are very less fortunate. Clearly, we, we help with um, hunger and malnutrition, and our, our big aim is to reduce um, poverty. We're in countries where there's conflict, so Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, where individuals are displaced from their homes, and we bring them needed medical supplies and food. And the list goes on. We provide foreign assistance to those countries that are in need. So that's Agency for International Development overall. I am the inspector general for that agency. And as the inspector general, I ensure independent oversight over those programs and those activities to ensure that the money is serving the populations that need to be served, that there aren't any bad apples trying to steal from the program. And uh, believe me, it's a it's a pretty. I can um, only imagine. Yes, this is a huge, huge responsibility. It is a huge. I understand you're only the fifth inspector general of this organization, Mm -hmm. and um, it's it's a government oversight. It is government oversight agency, which is it's huge. And Mm -hmm. use a twenty two billion dollar budget that's going out globally. About a hundred countries worldwide. So when I was reading that in your resume. Mm And, and seeing the word audit come up. I'm yeah. thinking, oh, she's a CPA. She's one of those right. numbers right. people. Yeah. And that's not the case. You're it's, a poli-sci major. I'm a poli-sci major, yep. And I have a, a master's in public administration. So you're, you certainly personify what you can do with poli-science, which isn't always, or political science, right. it isn't always going into running for office. Right. There are many, many jobs. Right. Yours carries with it a tremendous amount of responsibility. So I imagine when you're overseeing all of this money in so many different realms and categories right. from, from uh, nutrition to, to democracies, mm-hmm. all of that, um, there must be criteria 
yeah. that is used as a gauge. Right. But in addition to that, when you're looking at oversight, there's some subjectivity involved. You're looking at ethics and you're looking at integrity and all mm -hmm. of those things. Mm -hmm. So some of that has to come from your life experience. Yeah. I'm wondering, as you grew up right here yeah. in Reading, PA, right. you know, distinguished alum at Northeast at yeah. Middle School, at Reading High Grad, what from your that part of your life, you're growing up where you're nurtured and we're becoming who we become. Mm -hmm. Do you carry with you into this? What what roots go into that subjectivity? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a it's a it's a really great great question, and I believe that um, you know you are sort of you grow to become that which yeah. you have come from and how yeah. you've developed in your life. So very very strong family values, mm -hmm. uh, which gives one uh, a sense of uh, security and support and confidence to, to go forward and do whatever you can do. Tremendous, tremendous public uh, education system. And I think the beauty of that is that you're in an environment where you're with others from diverse backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna lead in a world, in our larger world, outside of the domains that we know, you have to be open to different cultures, different points of view. You have to understand how the world at large works. And I really believe that the education that I received in the Reading Public School system and the myriad of activities that I was able to participate in, whether they be student government or at Northeast the Panther Service or, um, you know, even even a monitor. Um, Were you a hall monitor? Cafeteria. <laughs> I mean, you name it, across the board model UN. Um, it opens your minds Excellent. to your mind to so many different things. So on the on the issue of subjectivity, yes, there are standards that we have to follow when we're conducting the audit, mm -hmm. you know, and the oversight. But what you have to be aware of is the, the context in which you're working. Right. Many of these countries that we you know go into, they're they're hostile environments. They're they're riddled with corruption. Um, we have to understand the context by which the aid is being delivered. So. While as the U.S., we would like to say we always get a 100% return on every dollar that we spend, you have to go in with the mindset that there's going to be a percentage mm -hmm. that is not going to be probably going exactly where you wanted it to go. Now, that doesn't excuse us from not looking at it and following it all the way through, but there's a reality when you're in these highly complex environments that have far-reaching implications. A sort of spill factor. Yes. Because of nuance. Nuance and just there's a lot of bad apples out there. I think one of the one of the things that's the hardest thing for me to grasp coming into this is that when you see how vulnerable these populations are that you're serving, and you actually recognize that there's people out there that want to steal from those programs for profit. So oh, if it's a wow. matter of providing yeah. mosquito netting and malaria um, pills. Uh, or certain types of clothing that are needed to be to weathered in a certain environment, and folks' products substitute. So they may not get malaria pills that are effective. They don't get mosquito netting. So they pocket the money, and they provide something that, for all intents and purposes, looks exactly like mosquito netting and malaria pills, but isn't, and then the population is further at risk. That's egregious. So we crack down. Yeah. We crack down on those. I have law enforcement officers that work for me, and we bring the bad guys in. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> that is protecting that taxpayer dollar. It, yes, it means a about. lot. It, it means, means a, lot. a lot. But it's it's about protecting the dollar, of course, but there's more to it. It's and you just describe that because the dollar is representing people who are suffering. So yes. that's a huge perspective to what we have right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, 
coming from Reading, and, and you're here now, and you know Reading gets its share of mm-hmm. bad press, so to speak, yeah. yet living here myself and hearing so many of the stories from this community, there is a multitude of boots on the ground who are doing yeah. wonderful things yeah. and working very, very hard. So what would you say to any youngster, any, any one of our youth in mm-hmm. Reading, whether at the Reading School District or they're at I-Lead or they're one of the uh, private schools, mm-hmm. who come from this town and they feel maybe a little defeated when you read the press all the time? Yeah. What would you offer? Rise up above that. Um, I think that having that challenge in your life, mm-hmm. I think, builds resiliency. And that's certainly what I've seen. Um, you recognize what's around you. And if you have it in yourself to use those skills or those talents and say, let me try to make a difference on some level, then step up to the plate, whether it be your activities at school, whether it be a community service project, whether it be helping other families in need, whether it be just open to listening to people's stories or difficulties. Whatever little bit you can do, step up to the plate, get involved, keep an open mind, be an active listener, and make a difference. It's pretty basic. Pretty basic and pretty strong, too. Pretty strong. One last item, and you you talk about diversity. Yeah. And that's a big, what would you say, a a pitch word. You hear it a lot. Diversity, diversity. And the reality is in the city and in any city, there is a diverse population and a multitude of cultures. So you navigate that. I do. In your daily life, in your daily career, globally. What can you offer on a smaller level to people who are to stop? How do we become one instead of diverse? Or how do we respect each other's cultures yet still get to the same goal? Is there there a key to that? Yeah, it's it's really about being open to those cultures. Our staff, my staff, are located in 11 countries uh, worldwide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we are in Pretoria, South Africa. We are in Dakar, Senegal. We're in Kampala, Uganda. We're in Afghanistan. We're in Pakistan. We're in Frankfurt. We're in Cairo. We're in Tel Aviv. We're in the Manilas, in Manila, in the Philippines, and in um, El Salvador, as well as Haiti. So when you talk about um, diversity and a cross-section, we have to go in with an understanding of the culture and their history and their values. So even as the U.S. providing aid, we have to understand if we're doing shipments of food, we should be doing shipments of food that are comfortable and known to that local Uh, population. mm -hmm. So it can be things as basic as that. So you have to be open to listening and learning about cultures, understanding what's important to them, what motivates them, what can we do to build their own sustainability. So the goal at the end of the day is to talk, you know, foreign assistance out of a job. Because if you can promote that kind of sustainability mm-hmm. within each of those countries, the better the world will be. And that's what we're striving to do. And in my small part as the inspector general, to make sure that those very scarce resources do that, I make sure that my staff have this general awareness about the cultures that they're working in and the environments in which they are you know, finishing and, and, and working through their efforts on. Got to disagree with one thing. I don't think yeah, it's a small yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think it's a, a pretty, part. Big, it's a pretty part. big part. Yeah, it really yeah, is. And yeah. it, it's been a pleasure. I heard the word listen a lot. And it's not about us. It's about 
what we can do. Yeah, and really that's a strong message. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy to come in here okay. and share no, it with us. I'm thrilled to be, I was thrilled to be back here in Reading. I come up often to see my, my mom, Julia, and my sister, Kathleen, is here, and my brother, Tony, is here, and uh, my brother, Nick, is in Baltimore, but we're always in Reading. That's that's where the spaghetti is on, on, a, on, a, on a Sunday. <laughs> we can be sure to have our spaghetti and meatballs and sausage and all those good things, so... Um, I love this town. I come back often. I was just up for Reading Burke's Jazz Fest, which yeah. I've made a tradition of bringing uh, friends from D.C. Um, up with us. And uh, it, it's a town that needs to be celebrated and continues to need investment in people that care about it. So thank you for what you do, Joe, um, and, and sharing these stories and bringing some life and some uh, inspiration um, to folks. Uh, my husband, David, and you are... Uh, colleagues at uh, Central Catholic, yep, yep, and we he, went to... he, he sang your praises, and now I got to see why in person. So thank you very much. It, it is my pleasure and our honor to share your story here. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.